2020 is underway, and I saw that Walmart invited Bernie Sanders to its annual shareholders meeting. This is very nice. Walmart told Bernie if he doesn't win, they're going to hire him as a greeter. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. My name is Bernie. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, okay. Walmart got rid of their old guy greeters, didn't they? Yeah, that's a shame. <clears throat> Why'd they do that? I can't remember their cost official cutting? reasoning, but yeah, I'm sure it was just cost cutting. That's too bad. How much money are you saving? That's kind of my plan. You got... <laughs> wow. Well, it's good to have a plan. Now I got no plan. Wow. I'm without a plan. Um, Coming up, we're I gonna... saw a beggar this morning, 5.20 in the morning, on the corner begging. Because, you know, longer days this time of year. Well, there'll be morons giving the beggar money, so... Well, yeah, I kind of appreciate his, uh, you know, get-to-itiveness. Hitting it early. Yes, if you give beggars money, if you give beggars money, I think you're a moron. That's where I am. Oh, listen to you. I'm coming. (laughs) That didn't didn't sound sincere. I tried. I'm just trying. Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk to Steve Kastenbaum about the uh, the opioid trial that's going on. What's the long and short of that? Uh, Well, all of the drug companies who have been sued by Oklahoma, which is taking the lead in this sort of thing because they've had a devastating opioid problem and don't really have the budget to deal with it, uh, all the other drug companies have settled, but Johnson & Johnson has elected to fight. And so we'll get a uh, brief outline of that trial from Steve in a few minutes. The established parties in Germany and, well, much of Europe uh, took a drubbing over the weekend in a big election they had with the EU. Ach, du lieber Gott, we took a drubbing. The mood was gloomy. German parties there. Among long-established parties, according to the Washington Post, the monopoly of power is broken, said the liberal candidate. So it is another example, as is happening in democracies all over the world, of people saying, I'm not happy with what's going on. I'm mm-hmm. just not happy with the way things are. Right. I, I don't know where this is going to lead. Nobody knows where this is going to lead. This is me talking now. I'm not reading a quote. Okay. I have no idea where this is going or how this is going to turn out. Because uh, the, the two parties that have run Europe since they started this whole EU thing are, are, are now on the outside. And you got other people with more power. But it's it's different groups with completely different visions. Right. It's like when you when you have the right track, wrong track thing, and we always point out, if half the country thinks we're on the wrong track, well, half the country thinks we need more government, and half the country thinks we have too much. So right. so what what do you do with that? What is that? Right. Where does that lead you? Exactly. The only thing they agree on is they're not happy. Yeah, and you have you have that all over the country, all over the world, actually. And for instance, in Europe, you got a lot of those parties that are in power now, some of them are, yeah, we've let in too, too many immigrants. And the other half is saying, we haven't let in enough immigrants. We need, <laughs> we need more of that. We need more working together with more with other countries to become one, right. uh, you know, yeah, one that, big, one big country that uh, has uh, different dialects. And we just and the, and the other people are saying the exact opposite. Well, I will tell you so this. So where does that end up? Uh, well, Civil war, bloodshed? Uh, well, yeah, in some cases, Sparing, slashing, getting back to your hockey? Uh, yeah, the, pl- the playing of hockey. Um, the EU. That's what I say. Um, so uh, was that, who was that? Because Samantha Power is in, the, is in the news. We'll have to talk about her, Obama's former uh, ambassador to the UN, she, who was up to some really hinky stuff. But anyway, uh, I believe a lot of this is about... 
you know, rapid change in the modern world, and especially globalization or regionalization and the free flow of humans uh, to and fro in a way that's never been seen in the history of mankind because of, uh, you know, obviously the technology that's available to travel, um, <clears throat> airplanes and such. But you're going to see a lot of nationalism, and if anybody tries to tell you that nationalism is akin to white nationalism, they're either an idiot or a liar with an agenda. It is occasionally, but it doesn't need to be. Um, people are just saying, I don't like everything changing all the time. I want a little stability, at least cultural, social stability where I live. Not just uh, just like waves crashing into my city every three to eight years of a complete like change of how everybody makes a living, who lives here, the language is spoken, the religion, the culture. It's just I can't take it. God, I heard a great description of that. I've got to dig it up. Where did I come across that? Better than mine? I did so much <laughs> reading over the weekend. The waves crashing. Did you not like that? So much of what's going on in the world is um, people promising a great future. You know, you're, you're giving some, some stuff yeah. up now. Whether it's taxes, language, tradition, whatever it is, you're giving now, but things are going to be better in the future. And there, there's a, a big chunk of the world that's saying, I'm not willing to bet that you're right with my, with my present life. I like my present life. Right. Good enough. I'm not willing to bet on your, it might not turn out the way you think future. And I don't trust your motives. I don't trust the messenger in a lot of cases and that's promising true. us this brave new and world. And that's true with the global warming. That's true with immigration. That's true with all kinds of different things. Yeah. And you're, it, wanting, you're wanting me to suffer pain now with the idea that things will be much better in the future. I'm not sure I believe you. Right. And I'm not willing to take that gamble. Right. Well, there are two factors, the amount of change and the pace of change, and they're both really disconcerting. And Back to the waves. I think people waves have... crashing down on people. Uh, right. One's... One's amount, one the other's pace, and there are a lot of waves really fast. And no, and what's being promised for a long time is that globalization, global trade would lift all economic ships. And there are two flaws with that. Number one, like you say, the dislocation isn't worth it to the extent that I believe it's going to happen at all. I don't like everything around me changing so rapidly. And the second thing is uh, there's a growing awareness that, okay, yeah, it's like if if, if the, the five of us working here and, and uh, you know, uh, John Jones were to walk, uh, John Jones comes, he's a guest on the show. Well, John Jones is heavily invested in, say, I don't know, some, some, something that's the object of a lot of global trade. doesn't matter what. Well, global trade's going to make him $75 million, which just lifted the average income of the six of us now, by many, many, many millions of dollars. People are understanding that that, that brave new uh, future, economic future, is mostly concentrated in other people's hands. They don't like it. Ask anybody who's manufactured anything in the United States. So Trump, Brexit, EU elections, Spain, Australia, all over the world. Mm. India? It's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, where this is headed, I have no idea. Probably a domination by space aliens, Jack, as the... Previously classified reports on UFOs spotted by Navy pilots have been released. Can't wait to hear about that. Recent New York Times report. Should uh, I be afraid? Should yeah. I welcome my uh, my space overlords? Well, it depends. How much do you like the old uh, probe from behind? Hmm? 
So that's what they do traditionally. That's what I've read. That's what they do traditionally. Alien technologies have gone far beyond physical probing. I, I mean, would assume so. Yeah, Maybe got, they just enjoy it, They've got scanners now. They and, do it because it's fun. We could scan you, but we're going to probe you. <laughs> now, relax. You're going to feel a little pressure. So more on the, uh, and listen, putting aside the uh, simpleton view of the term UFO, that it's got to be a space alien, because it might just be a flying object that you haven't yet identified, um, <laughs> the, the report is actually really, really interesting. Okay. So we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Fantastic. And we'll check in on that big opioid trial we're talking about next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. person and you didn't pay any attention to the news for at least three days yes sweet freedom sweet freedom tell you what what really struck me this morning is i was uh, heading into work and getting caught up on everything was outrage i was talking about earlier i don't think i spent a second outraged over the weekend i may have been frustrated at times or less than cheery but i was never outraged it seems like outrage is just constant now I don't get it. Then there's legitimate unhappiness over the big pharmaceutical companies and their pushing of opioids and perhaps misleading doctors and the public about how dangerous they might be. Steve Kastenbaum, correspondent for Westwood One, is reporting on the first case to go to trial, and that's against opioid manufacturer Johnson & Johnson. Steve, good morning. What's happening? Yeah, good morning. Uh, Oklahoma is one of more than 40 states that have filed lawsuits against the manufacturers of very powerful and addictive painkillers. This lawsuit had started almost two years ago, and uh, it started with three companies, but now it's down to one. Purdue Pharma, the company that created and manufactured OxyContin, very powerful and addictive drug, they settled uh, before going to trial, and Teva Pharmaceutical also settled. So the only company now going before this judge in this trial in Oklahoma is Johnson & Johnson. And at this point, they face just one charge, creating a public nuisance over their their, uh, manufacturing and marketing of a very powerful opioid that's addictive. And the attorney general in Oklahoma says it was one of several drugs at the root of the opioid addiction crisis. Now, creating a public nuisance sounds like I'm drunk and standing on a picnic table in the park shouting obscenities. But there's a heck of a lot of money at stake here, too, isn't there? There is. Uh, for instance, Purdue Pharma settled for uh, $279,000, I'm sorry, $279 million. $200 million of that is going to OSU and a research facility uh, for drug addiction and how to treat drug addiction. Uh, Teva Pharmaceutical settled for $85 million. Uh, it's not clear what uh, damages, if any, would be awarded in this case uh, if the judge rules uh, in favor of the state and against Johnson & Johnson. But uh, other states are watching this very closely, not only to see what the attorney general's argument is, what the evidence is, but to see what Johnson & Johnson's defense against these charges is because it acts as a preparation for their own cases. Steve Kastenbaum, correspondent for Westwood One News. Steve, we look forward to staying in touch on this as it progresses. Thanks. 
My pleasure. Take care. You know, one of the companies that uh, has had to settle, I believe, I mean, they were guilty of the most egregious sorts of fraud. They were they had company memos saying, hey, this stuff's crazy, dangerous, and addictive. We need you to uh, tell the doctors that it's not addictive. I mean, it was just that okay. plain. Well, that's not cool because <clears throat> I've wondered on a lot of these. It's like the it's like the gun manufacturers, the bullet manufacturers. To what extent are you responsible if you make a product when when used responsibly is fine, if other people don't use it responsibly? Some people think that you're you're completely on the hook for that. Well, I disagree. whether you're making a gun or you're making a pill, I yeah. disagree also. Right. On the other hand, if uh, well, then you, you get to well, now. Now, if you're just lying, that's the, uh, clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. But then there's a little, it's a little squishier in the middle if you got a pharmacy somewhere. Sure seems like they order a lot more than they ought to for the number of people in that county, but whatever. They're Maybe ordering everybody them. likes old Joe, the pharmacist there. <laughs> they're ordering them and they're paying for them, and right. what, what they do for them is their problem, what they do with them right. yeah. at that pharmacy. Yeah, that's a good point. Although, I, mostly they're going after the uh, misleading of doctors and consumers about the addictive quality, well, qualities cool. of the pills. That's you know, I've never cool. gotten that because I, I was on... Whatever I was on after my surgery, and um, you know, it helped kill the pain. I appreciated it, but I also got constipated, and I couldn't wait to oh, stop. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I mean, it was like I'd never go again. It was astonishing. But anyway, uh, nobody wants to hear about that. Although I'm telling you, if you're heading in for surgery, you're going to be on the opioids. Start hammering down prunes and prune juice and eating lettuce. Just any. Start now. Don't wait like I did. Anyway, ah, uh, where was I? Oh. I read a really great description. Uh, it happened to be from Are a musician. Are opioid addicts all stopped up? Yeah, How do you avoid yeah, that? To a large extent, yeah. yeah. I've read accounts of people who've gotten off said as the worst thing is I just it was impossible. But anyway, uh, are I, they getting are they getting a buzz off of it? And, and not, I not have the consti- moved on. Not the constipation. Oh, that'd the, be weird. Well, that's what I was trying so desperately to get to. I read a great. Yeah, but that's your dream. Um, I read a great description. It happened to be from a musician I admire about being uh, an opioid addict. And for some people, especially people with anxiety problems and depression problems, it gives you this warm, he described it as a maternal feeling of, hey, everything's going to be okay. It's it's not, there's no reason to be terrified and let's get down to work, let's get stuff, that, I'm going to be fine. A feeling it's that you'd... calmness and that description of a warm maternal feeling. And you don't have it without the opioid. Correct. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd make it tough. Until Plus, you're, you're taking 40, 50, 80 a day. Plus, you're horrifyingly yeah, physically addicted to it. A, a calmness and, is probably the, the more charitable description of it. A numbness to the things around you is... Well, if you're in a great deal of pain, numbness is, yeah. is, a, is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. You're comfortably numb. Is that what you are? To coin a phrase, yes. Um, uh, and constipated, which uh, doesn't make me comfortable. Uh, uncomfortably constipated. Numbnut. Listen, I'm okay with pain. I'm not saying I'm a tough guy or whatever. I've had to deal with a fair amount of it. I wanted to shriek like a child when it was time to go. I mean, it was bad, man. She needed. I moved on if you dragged me. She needed painkillers to deal with the constipation from the painkillers. Exactly. I needed different painkillers. That's the spiral. Yikes! So you got Navy pilots, 2014 and 2015. Recently, then. They're flying up and down the East Coast. And the pilots told, uh, this is a big, long New York Times report, um, but 
The highlights are these. The pilots told the paper they saw strange objects with, and I quote, no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes reaching at least 30,000 feet and flying at hypersonic speeds almost daily while training off the aircraft Theodore Roosevelt. Hypersonic sounds fast. What does hypersonic mean? Faster than the speed of sound. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, who's an F-A-18 Super Hornet pilot, been with the Navy 10 years, he reported the sightings to the Pentagon and Congress. These things would be out there all day. Keeping an aircraft in the air requires a significant amount of energy. With the speeds we observed, 12 hours in the air is about 11 hours longer than we'd expect. They were seen performing maneuvers that were, and I quote, beyond the physical limits of human crew. Okay, well, you can stop there. Is anybody is anybody concerned about this? Shouldn't they be? Yes. Should we be nailing what down what this was? Yes. The Pentagon's shadowy Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or AATGIB, which is the New York Post is reporting, confirmed it still investigates claimed sightings of, well, this is alien spacecraft. A UFO is not necessarily a space alien. But um, one guy said he almost hit one of these objects, which he said looked like a sphere encasing a cube. Yeah, it could be. And filed an official report. Could be Chinese uh, aircraft we don't know anything about. Right. More on this coming up. Well, what do you got in your news uh, next, Marshall? Well, Iran slapping down Trump's peace offering and 75% of the world's rivers contaminated by what will surprise you? Well, we won't, it won't matter when the aliens invade. I'm not sure I'm going to be surprised. I have an idea what you're going to tell me. No, oh, boy. Coming up next. And two, we got a text saying hospitals are already having a hard time getting pain meds for real patients. Right. As it's getting more difficult for that. Right. Surely. Society veers between one guardrail and the other. They're either just falling out of the sky into the pockets of junior high children, (laughs) or they're impossible for serious pain patients to get. Right. God dang it. Let's get the news now of Marshall Villa. Now, President Trump on his way back to Washington after that four-day state visit to Japan. And while he was there, Trump actually publicly disagreed with the Prime Minister Abe. The president saying during a joint press conference with the Prime Minister that North Korea's recent missile tests did not personally bother him at all. And then Trump went out of his way to offer an olive branch to Iran, saying he does not want to see regime change there. I'm not looking to hurt Iran at all. I'm looking to have Iran say no nuclear weapons. We have enough problems in this world right now with nuclear weapons. No nuclear weapons for Iran. Meanwhile, there are a handful of things that Trump did out loud that I thought were probably a bad idea and undermine him. Just not good strategically and probably impolite or you shouldn't do it on foreign soil. On the other hand, that sort of plain speaking... I think is is good. It's strong. And I completely get what he was doing with the Abe thing, with the missiles. He was undercutting Kim Mm Jong-un. Now, Abe has to say, because he lives in the neighborhood, this is an outrage, this can't continue, this is a clear violation, blah, blah, blah. Trump comes back and says, I just think he wants attention. That That was disempowering fathead. Uh, strategically, I get it. It's a little weird to do it when you're there with the prime minister, who probably is concerned, but I get what he's driving at. Did you see Trump at the sumo wrestling uh, championships? With the Did trophy. he participate? Because he's a pretty big guy himself. Well, you know, that's one thing I uh, I noticed. They went from him handing out the trophy yeah. at the sumo championships mm. to him uh, in casual wear 
with the leader of Japan there. Trump was wearing like a golf shirt and pants, yeah. and I thought, ooh, geez, you could have been in the ring. Oh, stop When, when you don't see him in his suit. Body shaming. When you don't see him in his suit, he's a very big guy. Um, but anyway, at the sumo thing, yeah, he handed the trophy to the right. sumo wrestlers. This big, giant, 70-pound trophy right. you give to those big, fat guys in a diaper. They can handle it. And uh, way, way, way too much fight fat guy Heine that sport has for my taste. Please. <laughs> I don't need to see that much fat guy Heine. Here's a question for you. You ever gotten together with some friends, had yourself a couple of pops, whatever you choose, and then and watch sumo wrestling? Guaranteed fun. <laughs> Guaranteed fun. I mean, because the matches are so short. Everybody says, oh, I'll pick, I'll take the big fat guy. Well, they're all big fat guys. I'll take the big I'll, fat I'll the shorter <laughs> guy. I think the shorter guy's plucky. He's going to get him. And then they go after it. The matches last for a, a minute, maybe. Practically none of the top guys are from Japan anymore, which really has... Uh, has, has hurt the sport better. Mm. It's not as interesting to the people of Japan that people from around the country, the U.S., wherever, have gotten into it and started it, it, to do well. Hey, it's like the Korean, Korean lady golfers in the LPGA. It is. It has really hurt the sport. Hmm. San Diego Congressman Duncan Hunter is admitting to taking pictures of dead bodies while he served in the U.S. Marine Corps. Boy, here's a headline. Nobody cares. Who cares? Uh, cares. I, care I, that, I, I realize think, it's against the code. I think, I think Duncan Hunter's a crook, a corrupt crook, allegedly. But I don't care if he takes pictures with a dead guy in a war. On Saturday, Hunter defended Navy SEAL Chief Eddie Gallagher at a border event, saying... Eddie did one, one bad thing that I'm, I'm guilty of, too. Taking a picture with a body and saying something stupid. And then texting that... Gallagher, Big deal. Nobody cares. Gallagher accused of several war crimes, including taking pictures with dead combatants. Meanwhile, we've got a new study from the UK's University of York that is the first of its kind that found the world's rivers are widely contaminated with antibiotics. Oh. Ooh. I thought you were going to say fecal matter. No. I, I heard cocaine a couple of times recently. Seattle rivers. And where was the other place? I can't remember. A lot of uh, coked up fish. Swimming around, chattering about nothing. (laughs) Antibiotics. Samples from rivers in 72 countries were taken, and they found antibiotics in 65% of them. Wow. That's not good. 65%. You know, if it's trace of a trace of a trace amounts, and they're just trying to scare us, that's one thing. But I have a a feeling it's probably significant amounts. Mm -hmm. The researchers looked for 14 uh, commonly used antibiotics, and the one they found in samples most often was one that is used mainly to treat urinary tract infections which was found in 43% of the sites they tested. Well, I hate to be indelicate, is, but is that because people then pass them as urine in particular? Or, no, I suppose if you're taking it, you're taking it. Right. It comes out. Yeah, okay. So, right. Silly question. Jeopardy. Unless you're getting it in shots, which would be unpleasant. Jeopardy phenom. James Holzhauer keeps racking up the wins. The professional sports uh, gambler scored his 28th consecutive win Monday night. The they hunt? had they they play they played a Jeopardy game on Memorial Day. That's what they're well, saying. They tape way yeah, in they advance, tape, yeah. So well, so do they, they know? Aired it. But do they know the outcome then? Uh, yeah. So somebody knows sure. how he did, mm-hmm. and they haven't leaked it. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't know that could even happen again in the modern world. So this was taped a long time ago. No, I just... think they taped once a week. Is that right? Yeah, or twice yeah. a week? It's not. It's not like the the Judge Judy right. schedule where they just shoot like <laughs> right, four seasons in a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but it usually shot about a week or so. I asked her to take care of my dog, and it pooed all over the bed. 
All right, what do you say? Judge Judy, I love Judge Judy. I'm so surprised that it doesn't leak out. It just seems like something from a bygone era. Did your dog poo on the bed or didn't it? Well, my dog's a good dog. Did it poo? Oh, I love Judge Judy. <laughs> Ruling in the favor of the plaintiff. $37. Right. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Meanwhile, she makes $37 million. Oh, smartest woman on earth. The NBA Finals are set. Golden State Warriors meeting the Toronto Raptors in Game 1 yeah, Thursday. Yeah, but like July or something, please. Who, Thursday. Who do we like, Sean? Who's going to win? I think the the, the Warriors are going to win. They're just what are the odds? Anybody got in the team? Uh, How many I don't games? Know no, nobody, anybody know? You would have to give me enormous odds to bet for Toronto. Even with the Warriors without their best player. That's oh, something. It. That's something. No, they, 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 no, no, no. Yeah, they got their best player, and they and for in his place now, the offense is centered around uh, their best player. They lose nothing without Kevin Durant. He's he's different. He's not better, in my opinion. You wouldn't think you could lose a Hall of Famer, though, and still be the favorite. Oh, oh no, you wouldn't think that. It's incredible. It's crazy. It yeah. speaks to, you know, the, the near monopoly <laughs> that the Warriors have on, uh, you know, winning. All right, the, the betting stuff is always weird. The way it's there, the, the Warriors right. are minus 310, which I means know they're about means. a 66% favorite. So, okay. two-thirds likely they'll win. They'll hoist the trophy. You'd have to give me more than two to one to bet for the Raptors. Just give them your, I'd just be giving away my money. <laughs> so, here's one that's going to bore you if you're not into sports. I'll try to keep it short. So, Clay Thompson was uh, informed while on camera that he didn't make the All-NBA team, which cost him roughly $30 million, they think. What? (laughs) (laughs) And all kinds of bonuses and his contracts up and all that sort of stuff. And so he was informed while he was sitting there having to talk to people, and he had to... He was clearly not pleased, but he had to try to keep it cool. Mm. Yeah, part of the new CBA is your all NBA is attached to the ceiling you can make in your contract. Yeah, costing thirty million dollars. Not making the all NBA team. He said, Do I think there are that many people better than me? No, I do not. Mm. <laughs> yeah. well, thirty million dollars. And the presence of one superstar more than they need obviously probably cost him that money. Yeah. And he's aware of it. There you go, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty show that conscience of the nation. There's more on the UFO story I want to get to. I also dug up that quote about why elections all around the world are going the way they're going, which I think is really interesting. Oh, I'd like to hear that. I'll hit you with that. I've got all sorts of great stuff. Uh, my weekend included both the artistic, I acted in a movie, wow. and I'm not done. I have more scenes to shoot. Fantastic. Oh, it's gone very well so far. What are you playing? What's the character? I'm a, uh, a somewhat clueless suburban dad. Wow. A role I was plainly born to play. <laughs> um, How do you get into... Oh, I, do, I have a process. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to hear about my process? <laughs> that and I did a, a good solid home repair, too, that I really enjoy. Fantastic. Although I have a bit of a gripe with the uh, the people who make the product. Here's the tools you'll need, they say. Well, that's about... 30% of the tools I'll need. Oh, How did you put it in? Lion SOBs. Right. I've right. thought that beware, many times. Buyer beware. I've thought that many times when I'm putting together something, I, I thought, I, 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 I want to send an email to them. I want to, you send me a video of you, the guy who designed this, right. putting this together. I want right. to watch it. I want to watch it yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how you reached that screwed getting into that thing. Because it's not possible. Go ahead, wise guy. I'm watching. I got all day. Show me. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
as the old play in the audio. Giant, you can keep it going a little bit there, Michael. It's the Giant Bottle Festival in Napa, California. I don't go to festivals. I can't just, I just can't take it anymore. I like music more than I ever have, but I just too many, too much traffic, too many people. Anyway, they can turn it down. So they they got a strict ten o'clock curfew, and uh, if you're still playing at ten, the PA gets faded down. Oh, you rarely see bands fade songs in concert, um, but they. But they faded it out, and the the folks finished it, more or less. Yeah, if you old could, Neil Young, seventy three years old, jamming past dark. Recently divorced, which is interesting. Yeah, he'd been yeah. married to for forever. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what old folks who split apart. He's a nut, though. He is a nut. Oh yeah, yeah, a little nutty. You know, his main passion is uh, electric batteries for cars. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, he's passionate about it, which is great. Good for him. Maybe he's behind those UFOs spotted on the East Coast by fighter pilots. Some of the classified reports are now out, some of the videos. And listen, these guys, well, I'll skip to the end to tell you what kind of guys we're talking about. Um, This pilot, he says, I'm not going to speculate on what the objects were. We're here to do a job with excellent, not make up myths. Just telling you what I saw. I don't get that. Okay. That's it. Well, you don't get that. And that's why you're not a fighter pilot, are you? I can come up with a number of reasons why I'm not a fighter pilot. Um, I would think if you're a fighter pilot, you'd be more into the idea of, I'm flying the coolest plane that any government has built on Earth, and something way faster and, and, and more advanced is flying around out here. I would Using think that the technology that I, as virtually an engineer can't even begin to imagine how it works. Right. Yeah, would... that's astonishing. But that's, you know, his job is to observe and report. He has discipline, unlike you. Your Taco Bell shirt. <laughs> Out of uniform again. Uh, one of these guys said, I almost hit one of the objects, which he said looked like a sphere encasing a cube and filed an official mishap report. Uh, they sphere could, I... encasing a cube. Yeah. Huh. Um, a minute-long video that. appears to shoot, show two encounters. Pilots appear confused by what they're seeing on their radar screens. Well, well, we ought to get the audio for this. Why haven't we? Somebody will be yelled at. Unlike Jack, who's there in his Taco Bell t- Taco Bell t-shirt. Really? You've never eaten a Taco Bell. <laughs> I, I mean, t-shirt. it's odd on every level. I it's yellow. t-shirt was so funny when I saw it. <laughs> it is really funny. Oh, uh, boy. But uh, at first, the pilots interviewed thought the objects were part of a top-secret drone program, but the near-collision changed their minds because they, they knew that everybody knew there were fighters, fighter jets in the area and wouldn't send up drones to get in the way. Um, Navy spokesman says still unclear what they saw. It's an unex- Forget UFO, because people think space aliens. It's an unexplained aerial phenomenon. Phenomena. Or a uh, UAP. Um... Coming up, among other things, uh, why I uh, why Pavarotti is now my hero. There's a new documentary out about him, and really? I, I want to live his lifestyle. Now, the singing part doesn't matter to me. It's the, it's the behind the scenes. He was yeah. like. uh, man of great appetites. and uh, That was apparent. Yeah, Ron Howard has done a documentary about Pavarotti. A documentary? Yeah. 
Not a biopic, or do you say biopic? Um, a documentary. Yeah. Wow. Um, and also, I'll watch anything Ron Howard does. Yeah, no kidding. Talented man and, and a good man by all accounts. So, um, also coming up, New York Times, the big their Sunday front page story, which is always you know very long and very in depth about uh, what Newtown, Connecticut, has been like with all the money pouring in since oh. all those since all those kindergartners got murdered. I by saw that and read just the beginning of oh, it. I got into the details and I'll bring them to you. It's really it's interesting on a whole bunch of different yeah. levels. Humans are strange beasts. Yes, we, we can are. just start there. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Did you see my finger that I smashed so bad? Have you seen that? Oh, there. Yeah, it's what, looking. Uh, what do you expect to happen to that? It's not a color you generally see on a human. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? You gotta. Oh, oh that, man, that since, nail's gone. So since, since I smashed it completely flat, it still throbs. I never got to it. A number of our listeners have said a, a couple of different things. Number one, take like a hot needle and pierce. You do that. Why don't you do that when you when the you get nail. Hurt? Man up, Taco Bell. This is what needs to be done. You, so you pierce the nail just slightly to let the fluid out, relieves the pressure, the pain goes away. Oh, really? Other people yeah. said use a, the tiniest drill bit you have. The other people said absolutely do not do that. <laughs> no, go on the internet and you'll find that. But and don't. By the way, don't use it in your drill. Do it by hand. Otherwise, you're going to have another problem. Uh, but yeah, the key is to relieve the pressure by uh, piercing the nail. Pain. Away. That's why it's that color. Small drill bit. Exactly. Rail spike with a sledge. You know, you, there's various tools you can use. Strap a leather in your mouth to bite down on. You'll be fine. Just fine. So I dug this up um, about what's going on with elections around the world that include Brexit, Trump, Australia, um, uh, India, what happened with the EU over the weekend, uh, a lot of what's going around the world with democracy. And uh, this is an article. Oh, I just spilled water all over. No. Nothing no. Nothing important, though. Cool. Luckily. Cool. Just newspapers, nothing electronic. Nothing. We're all going to be okay. Stand We're everybody's going to be all right. Stand down. Luckily, I did not get water on my Taco Bell t shirt. Oh, boy. <laughs> got to wear that t shirt into a McDonald's or something. <laughs> You've so got to just intentionally squirt some taco sauce on there to leave some stains. <laughs> oh, how perfect would that be? Stained Taco Bell T-shirt. Here, you need. I need a couple more napkins. Though. I've spilled water all water all over the place, and then I will get to this. You're, you're about to explain the trend in human d- d- rights, voting, and democracy. So, uh, this guy Brett Stevens is a columnist for the New York Times, and he used to write for the Wall Street Journal, so he is considered a right winger. Yeah, anybody to the right of Trotsky is considered a, a, a maniac. And then the when he Times. came, and then when the New York Times hired him to be a columnist. A lot of people canceled the subscriptions because they couldn't believe that they were allowing a right-winger from the Wall Street Journal to be a columnist at the New York Times, which I don't know what world you people live in. One of bubbly intellectual cowardice. Well, if you get angry that Fox has uh, Pete Buttigieg on or the New York Times has Brett Stevens write a column, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you. Anyways, I saw something over the weekend about how the Fox News town halls have been the best thing to happen to most Democrats. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing that has happened mm-hmm. to them. So I guess you could make the argument that Fox is helping them. Um, but So Brett Stevens said, what's going on with these elections is, um, as we got into a little bit earlier, it's the, the global or transnational interest against the national or local interest right it's the uh, it's the do you do, are you favoring immigrants over native born and it's basically the idea it's a revolt against the people who say pay an immediate and visible price for a long term and invisible good 
It's a hatred of those who think they can define that good while expecting someone else to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That describes Trump, Brexit, all these different elections we just talked about. So you're a racist. You're supposed to, because immigration and all these changes and all these different things are going to be good in the future for everybody, you're supposed to pay an immediate and visible price in your culture and maybe your paycheck for a long-term and invisible good, and it's a hatred of those who think they get to define that good and expect you to pay for it right now. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I feel that in my bones. I remember one of my first like international econ classes I took as a college kid. Um, they were talking about the, the concept of... Um, well, oh, we don't really have time for this. Um, you know, countries specializing in each country doing what it does best, and the U.S. can't manufacture best because their labor is too expensive, so all those jobs will go away, but that's good. It's the way it's supposed to work. And I thought, as an 18-year-old, I thought, well, wait a minute, what about the people with those jobs? But the professors didn't have any patience for that sort of talk. And they don't care. No, no, it's not the way they see the world. But human beings see it on a very local level, and they ought to. That's their lives. Much more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So your air conditioner, if it's going to quit this summer, will quit on a brutally hot day. Oh yeah, because because air conditioners are vengeful, <laughs> vengeful creatures. Well, yeah, or it's because they run for hours and hours and hours, and that weak uh, link gives. And the best thing you can know about air conditioning systems is that you can 